Morgan, what's a really good show that you've seen recently? Probably um, uh, Defending Jacob on Apple TV. Ooh, Nina, you watched that one, didn't you? I want to talk about it, but I haven't watched it yet. I read the book. Oh, okay. And then I watched the first episode because, and it's got Chris Evans in it, and he is just amazing. But um, is he dreamy? He is dreamy. <laughs> I don't want to make this about dreamy people, but he is dreamy. <laughs> You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we talk about your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Men Staff with your hosts, Jamie Zerlingo and Nina Granger. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nina. Today, we have one of our newer class recruiters on our show today. We're doing another recruiter spotlight, introducing some of our recruiters at Atlas, everyone kind of getting to know each other and just talking about movies. Um, So today, we have Morgan Felix, one of our new recruiters. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. First, we're going to kind of just introduce you, Morgan. So where are you from? How long have you been at Atlas? Just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, kind of bounced all over the country. I was a military kid growing up. Uh, Went to high school and college over in Seattle. Moved to Omaha to be a little bit closer to family. Uh, Before I came onto Atlas, I owned my own contracting firm for about four years. And then left that and was kind of in the... Um, I was kind of, I was looking for a job that was a little bit more laid back, something that I could do from home, something that wasn't going to be so high pressure. And I, I have several friends that are in the industry and said that I would be a great fit. So I applied for Atlas and got lucky enough to be able to come on. That's great. You know, I, what I love about where we work is there are so many different people from so many different backgrounds, so many different previous jobs. A lot of people, especially for the recruiters, don't necessarily have a sales background. I think that that is really special about where we work. It's so many different kinds of people. Has it been an easy transition for you to go from like contracting um, where you're kind of more on your own to talking with many people every day? Uh, You know, it's kind of the same job, just a different industry. So I was used to being on the phone literally eight to 10 hours a day, just like we kind of are here. The difference is I get to talk to people who are fairly nice for the most part. Contractors are kind of grumpy and old and really just want to get to the point. It's nice to be able to develop a relationship with people. I love that. I totally agree with how it is on, on in this field for us that we're at such an advantage that we, you know, the best part about our job is that we get to just like get to know people all day. It's so fun. Um, and it just makes things easier and more enjoyable when you can build those relationships with the travelers. Um, and it's literally our job to just talk to people. Yeah, absolutely. You bet. That's awesome. So Morgan, you were one of our recruit of the class. I feel like you were the last class before everything shut down, right? That is correct. So Morgan is actually from Omaha, right? You live in Omaha. Correct. So 
typically we would all three be in the office together. We would all be recording in the studio together, but we're all like all remote right now, which is kind Mm -hmm. of interesting. We added a few brand people to our team back in March as well. They worked one week and then we all started working from home. So um, that's gotta be interesting too. But like you said, Morgan, that's something you've been looking for to work from home. So I guess, yeah, pretty good fit. It did. It worked well. Cool. So, all right, let's, let's get into your favorite types of movies and television shows. So like, what's your genre of choice? What do you typically watch? So the two that I really enjoy are horror and then kind of like, um, action drama. Nina doesn't like horror. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a scary cat. Um, I don't like to have nightmares about things. So yeah, if you've ever listened to the podcast before, it's just me being like, I'm scared of horror but um I mean there's a lot of stuff that I if I do end up watching it I, I end up liking it it's just like you know I'm gonna cover my eyes a little bit it's okay. are you are you into the blood and gore kind of thing or more of like the suspense kind of horror uh when I was a kid definitely blood and gore as I've grown up a little bit I'm much more into the kind of suspense thriller type that makes you think a little bit some jump scares but it's got a really good plot I would agree. I'm also a huge horror fan. There's so many horror movies I want to review and I just know Nina won't like it. And I'm okay with that. You know, we, we have a lot of similar tastes, but some just polar opposite. But for me, for horror, I would agree the same. It was much more like the slasher films growing up. And now I, I love a good suspense. I love a good, I also love the supernatural horror ones. And um, I do love a classic, just like slasher film here and there. Um, it's not really done much anymore, but um, so I'm big into like eighties and nineties, even like seventies horror movies, like the old sure. school stuff. Yeah. I really like, and this is going to sound weird, but I'm a big fan of foreign horror. Yes. Same. Yes. So like French horror, um, Australian horror is really good. Because it's more British terrifying. It is. But it's, it's infinitely so more terrifying. Yeah. See, I'm, uh, <laughs> I would say that <laughs> makes it so much fun. The Asian horror can sometimes be a little bit too much for my taste every once in a while. But I mean, they, they have some great films as well. They I do. think that's where it scared me off. Like my, I have like such a vivid memory of, do you remember when The Grudge came out? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was like 2003. I went to the theater with one of my best friends who is also like still one of my best friends, actually. She's now my sister-in-law. Um, but uh, she, yeah, we both saw that movie. We were like at the end of the aisle no. and we're like, like jumping around, <laughs> picking our feet up, like freaking out. And you know, that movie was so terrifying. And then they remade it last year. And I was like, there's literally no way in hell I'm going to see that. Like, no, no absolutely not. No. It wasn't as good as the original. Yeah, because the original was real scary. (laughs) Did not like. We talked about that one back last Halloween, last October. We just did all horror movies. And I had so many different people on the show. We talked about, we had a whole episode just dedicated to Japanese horror and Asian horror. Because Mm -hmm. there's there's so many very iconic films that were originally or eventually um, remade in America. But the originals are... They're just, there's just something else. I'll just say that. <laughs> there is. Absolutely. What was that movie that we just reviewed a few months ago that was... Um, Parasite? Yes. I wouldn't say that was horror, but that's about as close to the, um, like, Asian scary movies, things that I can get. I feel yeah, like... It was more of a suspense film, I'd say. 
it was definitely like it had a lot of symbolism so it was kind of like a social film but also scary suspenseful yeah I, I don't know it was it was kind of a mix of genres I think that's why it was so well received did you see Midsummer? no so that looks I, so scary uh I sat there and watching the preview for it in the theater and I was like absolutely not no no, no. I, I have wanted to see it so bad but I've never my husband doesn't like scary movies so he it's not that he's he's not afraid of them he just mm-hmm. It's like, I'd rather laugh. He's so sweet. And um, I've been wanting to watch it, but I just never have had, it's a long movie too, isn't it? It's like two and a half hours. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's hard. Nina can attest. It's hard for me to get through a movie that's like longer than 90 minutes anymore. I get so tired. So I usually will like watch it in parts. I haven't watched a movie from beginning to end in a while (laughs) in one sitting, but um no, that's on my list. How, what did you think? I know it was kind of polarizing. <clears throat> I would say that the concept was really good for like these people to go to a foreign festival in a foreign country and just kind of experience that culture. Where I think the movie kind of came off the rails is the amount of unnecessary nudity. Oh, yeah. I think it took, I think it took away from like, because I understood what they were doing. They're like, they're like, oh, you know, this is kind of like a, uh, a live free type of society where we're not ashamed of our bodies. But at the same time, that's good in symbolism and you can show a little bit, but they really went over the top with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm still probably going to watch it one of, the, good, one of these days. <laughs> um, but while we're on the subject of, of scary movies, what's, what would you say is your favorite scary movie? Oof, that's a I good hate game. to sound like Ghostface, but... <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so my favorite scary movie of all time is 30 Days of Night. Okay, why? Uh, just because I'm a big fan of vampire movies and I don't think a lot of people or a lot of um, directors do it right. I think they try to lean too much into the, um, oh, what's that movie with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise? Interview with a Vampire. I think they try to lean too much towards the interview with the vampire side, or they just go all out insane with the blood, gore, and the guts. Yeah. And I think that 30 Days of Night is a good balance of a really good story between a husband and wife who are having some marital issues, but at the same time tying together a very basic premise that creates a scary atmosphere. Cool. Yeah, I remember seeing that one, um, like previews for it. That's like early 2000s early 2000s yeah is that the one that's in it's not i don't think it's alaska but it's like cold yep barrel alaska yeah i did see that one and it is super scary yes it is (laughs) (laughs) i think i my favorite probably seems kind of either cliche or that's probably the only word i can think of it cliche um but my favorite scream because i love a good self-aware like meta horror movie kind of like uh, cabin in the woods mm-hmm. it's just very aware of what it's doing and aware of its cliches within it but it's still scary like it was still fun like and then it spawned like four three four sequels in a show so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah all right so we know your favorite horror movie nina and i have talked about this in that knowing what a person's favorite movie is is so it's a very like get to know you question. So 
what is your favorite movie? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Who's in it and why it's your favorite movie? Sure. Uh, so my favorite movie of all time is A Few Good Men. It's got an all-star cast. It's got Demi Moore, uh, Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. And it's really about these two um, Marines at Guantanamo Bay that um, do a code red on one of their fellow Marines. The guy ends up dying and they're charged with murder. And Tom Cruise plays this very cocky, um, kind of outrageous character who's very full of himself. And he has to defend them and get them off on these murder charges. Okay, so why is it your favorite? Couple of different reasons. Uh, I'm a military kid, so I connected with it. My dad was in the military for a long time. Plus, I really like um, law movies, movies that mix military and law together. I've always found very interesting, and it has enough of that self-aware that you were kind of talking about, where they're a little bit funny, a little bit goofy, serious, but at the same time, it has a good spread of all of those elements that keep the um, the watcher engaged and it's got a great storyline and you can never go wrong with Tom Cruise, Demi Moore and Jack Nicholson. In a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now and I've not seen this movie. Um, and I didn't have enough time to watch it before we got on the podcast today, but it, the cast is superstar studded. Like it's also got Kevin Bacon, Cuba Gooding mm-hmm. Jr. in it. Um, and it's directed by Rob Reiner. So, I mean, you're, you're selling me pretty easy on seeing this. And I'm looking up too, it doesn't look like it's available streamable anywhere, but you can rent it from anywhere. Um, you can rent it for about eight bucks on Amazon Prime, $10 on iTunes. It's kind of surprising. It's kind of expensive for a rental, but maybe, I mean, I don't know, would you consider this a classic, especially with like the cast? Yes, absolutely. It was definitely in that genre of Tom Cruise great movies in the early to mid 90s. That is a must-see if you're a Tom Cruise fan, if you're a Jack Nicholson fan. He has an amazing performance, so yes, it's a must-see. Do we know if there are any awards for this movie? I do. I believe it won a, um, or at least it was nominated for a Best Picture and maybe Best Soundtrack. Let me see. I am all about the award shows. I love the Academy Awards, which we were talking about this a couple episodes ago. They did move that to April. And I was listening to the radio today on my way to drop my son off at daycare. And I heard them talking about the release of a movie in January. So, I mean, there's still stuff coming out, new content, which is nice because I worry, especially during a pandemic, there's going to be a day where there's nothing new. (laughs) And then it's just going to be watching old stuff over and over again. But you know what? Some of that stuff we can watch over and over again. We'll talk about that. It was, you're right. It was nominated for best picture, best supporting actor, film editing, and sound mixing. Yeah. Nice. Definitely a good one. Okay. So like I said, um, there are some of those things that we can watch over and over again. So Morgan, what is a show that um, you can watch over and over again? Uh, There's two. Friends and uh, Breaking Bad. Yes. Oh my God. Jamie says that she (laughs) has seen Breaking Bad. No, you, you have. It was rich has not seen Breaking Bad. Yeah, no, no, no. I love Breaking Bad and I'm excited to talk about it. Um, But I was not the, I didn't watch Friends when it was on originally. I, my, it was big in my house. My mom and my sisters loved it. My dad liked it and they continue to watch it. You know, they owned all the DVDs, but I just never got into it. I don't know if I just like missed that because I was, I was two when the show started. Right. 
maybe I missed the mark a little bit, but then I watched it all once it was available on Netflix. And I don't know if it just, to me, there are some shows that are just more nostalgic. And if I had watched it in the nineties, maybe I would enjoy it now, but you guys go ahead and talk about friends. I don't know. I've tried to evaluate myself on this too, that I don't know why I'm so attached to it. Maybe because I watched it when it was coming out live, like with my mom, she and I would always watch it together. So there's definitely that nostalgia portion of it. And there's a lot of things in it that could not be remade today, you know, Um, not in the same way. Anyway, I think that Friends pokes a lot of fun at um, some kind of more sensitive topics these days. I don't think it was ever, you know, malicious or anything like that, but it just kind of goes to show how times change and how you just can't keep doing the same concepts as time goes on. Um, and maybe that's why some people have issues with it too, but I I don't know. As like as I've aged and, and ana- like analyzed the characters in the show more and I understand like I used to love Ross and Rachel's relationship. It was like the ideal, like perfect relationship with two people that were on and off and eventually like ended up together in the end and had a baby, spoiler alert, blah, blah, blah. But um, now as I'm, now that I'm older and I look back on him, I'm like, God, Ross is kind of a piece of shit. Like he, he did a lot of stuff that I did not, <laughs> I would not have been happy with if I were Rachel. Um, <laughs> so that kind of just, it's, it's funny to think of it from the different like perspectives in life but it still is a special show to me and I can watch it anytime fall asleep to it watch it cry to it like it's just the best what do you think Morgan uh I agree with everything you just said I think that Ross and Rachel's relationship when we were younger very much seemed like that ideological relationship but they're kind of toxic for each other like Mm -hmm. they had a really they had a really terrible relationship for like 99% of the show I think what made that show so good for me is um, uh, Chandler and Joey's relationship. The two, the two kind of funny, goofy guys from next door played off of each other perfectly with their different, uh, the way that Chandler played kind of that goofy loner that wanted to be popular and just never really could get it right. And then Joey being kind of that ladies man who was trying to fit into a group where he could, um, I guess like expand his personality and expand who he was. That's what really drove me to the show because it was just, it was so funny. It was so funny. Um, I, you know, I, I could probably quote silly something out of every single episode. <laughs> I love it so much, but um, it's, I think it's relatable in a way because all of the characters were so different that it's like, Oh, I have a friend like Joey. I have a friend like Chandler, you know, like, it's kind of funny that even the six of them were friends because they're all, they were all like kind of in different stages of life and in different professions. And um, it's kind of interesting just to think about how they stayed friends for so long. Um, But it is relatable in a lot of ways, like even if not personally, but like, Oh, I know somebody like that. Or I know somebody that went through that. I'm curious though, if people that were actually adults when, um, like when it was coming out, like, did everyone know that Rachel and Ross's relationship was toxic? Because I didn't at the time. I was like, this looks great. And now I'm like, mm, no, that was bad. I think gone without Phoebe. Yeah. I was not a big fan of Phoebe. 
See, I loved Phoebe. I thought what? Phoebe was great. No, I love Phoebe now. Yeah. But I think back then it was like, this girl is so strange. Like she's nothing like anybody else on this show. Like what, what is she even doing in this group of people? But now I'm like, oh, I can really like, I feel like I would be friends with Phoebe, you know? It's just yeah. like, it's just a good example of how times change. It's true. And I think I was just going to add with all, with some of our shows that we watched back in the day, we watch now and I mean, you know, different perspectives that's going to happen with anything. Like I watch The Office sometimes and I'm like, ooh, you know, like it, all of the shows have a little bit of that. I think for me, what bothers me about the show is Rachel got the perfect job in Paris, her dream job, right? And then she turns it down for Ross, who was horrible to her. Like, that just like drives me wild. I'm like, no, Rachel, I get it. You know, all love in the end, you know, happy, happily ever after, whatever. But really, she deserved that job. I hope one day she eventually went. I know. I wish that they did like a, um, you know, where are they now kind of thing. Because well, you know I wonder. season, right? I heard that, but I don't really know what to expect from it. I think it's going to be terrible. Right. And did you, um, you, uh, you probably never watched Gilmore Girls, did you? I loved Gilmore Girls. Okay. <laughs> My husband actually really liked Gilmore Girls too. So um, it, was it was, but like watching the, you know, what, what do they call that? Like the newest season of it. That's like the 10 years down the road, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just was, I don't know disappointing to see what the choices people made and in, in the meantime you know if they were right. real characters but I'm like man like it was I was almost happier without watching it and then I was like oh that's what you chose to do with your life boo you know who <laughs> made that show good Melissa McCarthy yes she's <laughs> wasn't yeah. where she got like her start and then she was in bridesmaids and then just she became a superstar I think so she had such an amazing character in mm -hmm. Gilmore Girls um She's That's how I, I'll always think. I think that Suki is her like real life personality. You know, <laughs> I just love her so much. But Breaking Bad, I yeah, can talk okay. about forever and ever. Let's get to Breaking Bad. Yes. One of the greatest, most just beautiful shows ever written, ever shot. I could write like a thesis on this movie on how much it means to me. I loved the cinematography, especially, I talk about this all the time from my perspective, somebody that's kind of in that field is, and I'm sure anyone can appreciate it, but especially because like I do that, I'm like, oh my God, to have those kind of cameras to be in those locations, to get those shots, like how beautiful the scenery was, how meticulous and how intentional certain shots were, how they were shot, some of them in black and white. I loved that. And then the story is just unforgettable. And I rewatched Breaking Bad before El Camino came out. Was that mm -hmm. last year? Did you see El Camino? I did. What did you think? I didn't think it did the show justice. I thought it was kind of, no, I thought it was kind of uh, a whimper to the roar of what Breaking Bad was. I just didn't feel it was, I didn't think it was necessary. We didn't, I didn't really need to see Jesse's story continue. I was very happy with the way it ended. I would agree. It was not necessary at all, but I thought it was kind of a fun, like reunion in a way. Like it was just kind of this like epilogue. Nobody asked for it, but it was definitely fun, but it wasn't necessary by right. any means. I feel the same way about Better Call Saul too. Um, 
it's not really necessary it's but it's fun to see another kind of side of the story just that universe that world where um that show exists is very interesting absolutely that's why there's so many. I personally actually kind of like Better Call Saul. I kind of I stopped watching it after a couple of seasons because I didn't have it. I didn't have the channel anymore, AMC. But I think I think three seasons are on Netflix. I think so, yeah. And then all of Breaking Bad is on Netflix as well. Um, we didn't talk about the other shows. Friends is currently on net. No, it's not. Friends was taken off of Netflix, but it's on Peacock, right? That new one. I don't think it's is it on Peacock already? I just downloaded the app the other day because they have um, part of it is free. Yeah, I know for sure it's on HBO Max now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I was so mad. Like the last time I was sick, that's like my friends is my go to show when I'm sick. Um, Because I can just lay in bed and, you know, day quill it up and and just (laughs) mindlessly watch friends in and out all day. It's a comforting show. I'll give it. It is. It is. yeah, and the last time I was sick, it wasn't it wasn't anywhere, and I was so like, oh, God, I can't. What am I supposed to watch? Yeah. <laughs> right. What can I watch that I don't really have to pay attention to? So let's talk about new stuff, new things that we've been watching. Morgan, what's a really good show that you've seen recently? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. Probably um, uh, defending Jacob on Apple TV. Ooh, Nina, you watched that one, didn't you? I want to talk about it, but I haven't watched it yet. I read the book. Oh, okay. And then I watched the first episode because, and it's got Chris Evans in it, and he is just amazing. But um, is he dreamy? He is dreamy. <laughs> I don't want to make this about dreamy people, but he. Is dreamy. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, really liked the book. It was a slow start in the book, anyway. Did you feel like it was that way in the in the show too? It was definitely a slow burn. The first three mm-hmm. episodes. Okay. I haven't made it past the first episode yet, but I can kind of expect that that's going to happen. It took me a really long time to get through the book, but it ended up being super good. I think Defending Jacob might be one of the best shows that I've seen in probably the last two years. Dang. Now I really need to finish it. I've been telling my husband I need to finish it, but also I know what happens. So I'm not like dying to see it, you know? Um, but, But yeah, it was, the book was so good. The interactions between the characters uh, all of those people did an amazing job. The mother, the father, the son, all of them. Because the son is actually from, uh, what's that show on Netflix uh, with the monsters and Stranger the girls? Things. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. The, the son is the main character in Stranger Things and then obviously Captain America. I'm not sure where the wife is from, but she looks pretty familiar. But they all did an amazing job. Can't wait to finish it. I'm super excited about it. It is on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I talked about that a couple episodes ago that I was going to start watching it. Um, I got sucked into watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I'm still still right in that train <laughs> there. So <laughs> you got a few seasons to get through, Nina. <laughs> I know. I think I'm on season four. I think there's only six, maybe. So I should be done relatively soon. Yeah, six or seven, I think. Yeah, they're only twenty minute episodes, so it's a pretty quick watch. But yeah, I'll have to get back to Defending Jacob next. Um, it's kind of tell us a little bit about what it's about, Morgan. So this uh, kid, he is charged with murder. And the father is a district attorney. And he basically has a an attorney friend of his defend his son um, against these murder charges. And as the show kind of 
unravels itself, you it, it does a very good job of making you wonder whether or not the son actually did it or didn't do it. And there's a lot of family intrigue. Um, the husband and wife's uh, marriage and relationship is tested in a huge way, the relationship with the son. Uh, and it, it does a really good job of showing you how society reacts to somebody who you would consider lifelong friends, but as soon as something bad happens to you that puts you in the public eye, how quickly you're sharp. Okay, something super duper crazy happens at the end of the book. Does something really crazy happen at the end of the series? Absolutely. Okay, can't wait. Yes. Okay, amazing. Love it. So I honestly haven't had a lot of time to watch anything new lately. Um, For those that it's funny I'm saying this because it's a very common line during wedding speeches. For those that don't know me, <laughs> um, I actually do weddings. Um, photography video on the side. It is, believe it or not, wedding season. Even with the pandemic, there have been a few that have been moved. There have been a few that have really shortened it down, kind of, you know, either had limited people there or just like super, super low-key weddings. But I ha- I've been really busy with a lot of that stuff. So I honestly haven't had a lot of time to watch anything new. Um, but I have been slowly getting through the newest season of Queer Eye, which is I find very inspirational. It just makes me feel so good. I love that show. It's a good feel-good show. I haven't watched the new season at all yet. This one's good. I'm on this episode of a like super mom who her husband also has ALS. So. Oh. It's supposed to be a really good episode. Very moving. Um, I started watching that new Zac Efron show. How, what do you think? Well, he's so hot and that's all that really matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, I just watched the first episode and it is a, a pretty cool concept. Like they, in the first episode, they go to Iceland and they like learn how to bake bread in the ground, which is really cool. Um they go to like this chocolate shop um, where everything is like locally sourced and, and they do all those things. I don't know. Um, Basically it's like just watching Zac Efron, like do odd jobs, kind of not odd jobs, but like jobs that are specific to the area that they're in. So that's kind of cool. And then watching them eat food and watching them take his shirt off. That's, (laughs) that's about it. Nice. (laughs) Excited to watch the rest of (laughs) it. What about you, Morgan? What have you watched lately? Anything you know, to be honest with you, I haven't been getting into a lot of new shows. Um, my fiance and I started watching How to Get Away with Murder on Netflix. Ooh. And um, it, it's okay so far. Not amazing, but not bad. Uh, it The first season did a really good job of kind of laying the groundwork for a really good, like, conspiracy type of show. And then it kind of went a little bit crazy. Hmm. I watched the first couple episodes of it. Like I kept trying to restart it on Netflix because so many people had so many good things to say about it and I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's she really likes it. It's okay. The other show that I've just recently started watching is a show called Cursed on Netflix. Hmm. I've seen that come up on my recommended list. What yeah. is that about? It's the retelling of the uh, Excalibur story, like the oh. sword and the stone from this young girl who is a, uh, she's called a fae, which is like a fairy almost. Oh, okay. Very human type of mixture. Uh, it's really good though. I, I've, I'm really enjoying it. It's very fantasy, Lord of the Rings-esque, which is kind of in my wheelhouse. It's really good. Did you watch um, Carnival Row? Mm-mm. No. What is that? That sounds um, scary. 
No, it's actually, um, it's a similar concept. Like there's um, like folklore phase and like, I forget what the name is, but they, they're like the Ram people, um, some like very, but also like a story of like class and like race. And it's, it was really interesting. I reviewed that with um, Aaron Reeves months ago, but that's on Amazon prime, but it, it reminded me of that. Okay. Um, what is some stuff that you guys are looking forward to? I just saw a trailer for, I love a good kid's movie, especially now that I have a kid, like I'm all about the kid's movies, although he's not watching movies yet, but we're, we're working on it. I'm trying to show him the classics, but on Netflix, there's supposed to be this film. It's called Animal Crackers. Have you guys seen a trailer for that? Mm-mm. Oh, it's like a CGI, not CGI, um, like a computer animated film about these, like, they're like magic animal crackers that you eat them and become the animal. There's more to the story. There's like a family circus and stuff, but it has John Krasinski and Danny DeVito as voice actors in it. And it just looks like a cute story. It's, I think it's supposed to come out in a couple of months or maybe this month. I didn't see the date actually, but um, it looks really sweet. Is there any shows or movies coming out that you guys are looking forward to? I would say that the, the, the one show that I really want to watch is uh, Old Guard on Netflix that has Charlize Theron in it. Oh, I need to, that's a movie though, right? It is a movie. I kept thinking it was a TV show and then I was scrolling on Netflix and saw it and saw that it's a movie. So that should be a pretty quick watch. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, I loved Atomic Blonde and her kind of like, it seems kind of like that same kind of combat style, but I'm excited to watch that. She is fascinating to me. She's like a shapeshifter. She- yes is like yes. unrecognizable in so many films. And I'm just like, what on earth? She's amazing. She is just fantastic. She, like, especially Monster is probably her most, um, like, out, not outrageous, but definitely most demanding, probably difficult role that I think she won an Oscar for. Um, but she also, yeah, she can do, you know, the action films. She can do the i mean she was in arrested development she um did this movie called tully where she's a new mom i actually watched that when i was on maternity leave and it felt so just like relatable um she's great i love i was reading when she was recording tully i was reading all these articles about how she she gained like 50 pounds for that role and then yeah and then she lost it like right after it was done like there's this this um article about her they were interviewing her and she's talking about how she would just eat potato chips on set like every day just like shoving potato chips in her mouth um and then she goes on to talk about how it was a lot easier to gain the weight than it was to lose the weight but oh <laughs> like by the time it premiered she looked exactly the same that she always does like you would never know that she actually gained literal weight and she wasn't wearing like a suit or something she's just awesome. I- I would like access to her trainer. That's incredible. <laughs> that was such a crazy transformation for her as, as far as an actress goes, like to play that role and to like physically transform like you guys are talking about that way. Because y- you think of Charlize Theron as a very beautiful woman and she was she she was just so, for lack of a better term, so ugly in that movie. She's like and very she, frumpy. Yeah, she just pulled it off so well. Mm-hmm. I just love her. She's like... um. Like a method actor, like there's a couple other people that do that um, really well. Who am I thinking of? Matthew McConaughey does it. Christian Bale does it. Christian Bale does it. Heath Ledger Ledger. did it. Christian Bale, he, you know, as a person, I probably wouldn't want to like grab a drink with him or anything. (laughs) Um, But he as an actor is very fascinating (laughs) how he was able to do um, The Machinist 
And he lost a lot of weight for that movie. And he looked horrifyingly skinny. And then for Vice, he gained all of that weight. He was unrecognizable. Like he does, he's also, I would say, a shapeshifter in in movies. He's incredible. Mm -hmm. I think when he, I read that when he was doing, um, the machinist that he would eat an apple a day and then just like chain smoke and that's how he lost all that weight oh it fascinating absolutely terrible yeah yeah makes a crazy. lot of money for it though i guess <laughs> true true but also i would rather just like i don't know cgi it or like i don't know <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know if i could perform under an apple a day and chain smoking i don't, I don't know yeah if I do that. right but like for him gaining all the weight for Vice, I'm like, couldn't he have just worn a fat suit? You didn't have to gain no. weight. He had to become Dick Cheney. He looked That's terrible. Right. So yeah. Yeesh. That's crazy. He he was that movie, by the way. Did you guys see Vice? Did either of you? I watched like half of it. We reviewed it. I reviewed it with Allison months ago. Um, <laughs> and that movie is it's a lot, especially at the end. There's this like breaking the fourth wall scene where it actually feels like Dick Cheney's talking to you. And it's very like, ooh, it's it's kind of creepy. <laughs> it was good. He did a great job. You know who else is a really good method actor is Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yes. she's great too. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's just beautiful. I love her. Have you ever seen Miss Sloan? No, what's that? It's a movie about Jessica Chastain and she plays a lobbyist for the gun reform. I have seen that. Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yes. Really good. She is so good. Um, what else is she? She's in... What else? Zero Dark Thirty. Mm-hmm. That war movie. And then she was also in um, that movie where she portrayed that poker queen. Where she got in trouble with the federal law for running underground gambling. I don't think I saw oh. that. I don't know. She was in The Help, right? Uh, I believe so. Because she and um, Bryce Dallas Howard, right? I get them confused, and they're both in that movie. (laughs) Beautiful redheads. Oh, was it Molly's Game? Molly's Game, yes. I saw a lot of advertisements for that, and I didn't actually end up seeing it. Um, There's just so many. Who has all the time to watch all the movies? Like, there's so many things I want to see. I know. Oh, I loved her in Lawless. That's one of my like favorite movies. Oh yeah, that was a great movie. We just rewatched that a little bit ago because um, I hadn't yes. seen it in a really long time, but that's a really good movie. I love Tom Hardy specifically. So, have you ever seen um, The Warrior with Tom Hardy? Mm-mm. Is that the one where he's two people? No, that was about the London Brothers, mm. the gangster London Brothers. The Warrior is a movie about uh, these two brothers who are MMA fighters go to basically this huge MMA fight. I think I have seen that. It's with him and um, what's his name? Yes. I don't yeah. remember his name. You know. You know. Look, look it up. Yeah, we watched, my husband and I watched that not that long ago. We were kind of on a little Tom Hardy kick for a second um, and watched Lawless and we watched that one and we watched Bronson. Which is also another good movie. Yes. A great, great movie. If you haven't seen it, The Warrior. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of great movies out there um, and a lot of great places to watch them. Did we ever talk about if um, A Few Good Men was available streaming anywhere? 
or did I say for it was for rent? You said it was for rent. Yeah, you can rent it, and then you can also buy it on Google Movies hmm. or the Google Play Store for like hmm. fourteen dollars. Do people buy DVDs anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> if you could remember the last DVD you bought, that'd be an interesting question too. <laughs> I think Brayden buys DVDs and then up- uploads them to his cloud or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Just takes up so much room in my house. It does. I'm thinking of having a yard sale and selling a bunch of them. I didn't just watch them on, on streaming or rent them, you know? Like, I feel like it's it was so much more of a novelty thing when you didn't have such easy access to movies, but. True. Like you would go to somebody's house and they would have like a whole wall of movies. You'd be like, whoa, but now it's like, that's just so wasteful. (laughs) There's so not only that, but there's so many options now. It's, it's, it's fun to look back at the days of movie rental and, you know, television being only on cable, only on television and how many options we have now. I was talking to Morgan about this, I think before we started how, or maybe it was in the beginning of this podcast when I was talking about, you know, eventually there won't be any new content depending on how long this pandemic goes, but there's so much out there. It's, I feel like it's impossible for you to run out of stuff to watch. I would agree. It's, we're, we're pretty spoiled in that respect, I think. All right. Um, well, before we close things out, Morgan, where can we find you for any potential travelers who want to travel with you? Where are you at on social media? So I am at uh, Morgan Felix for LinkedIn. You can find me on my Facebook page. And then you can also find me at on Instagram at, at Morgan Felix. Cool. And of All course, right. We will include links to those in the write-up of this podcast. Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. This was a ton of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I very much appreciate it. Absolutely. I feel like I know you so much better now. I know what what kind of movies you like. (laughs) That's fun. You'll have to come on um, when Jamie is dying to review a horror movie because I'm Yes. Yes. Are you- We do a horror movie review. Yes. Before we we close out, if, um, do you know about the Candyman remake? I don't. I'm literally going to stop listening. I love that movie. <laughs> the re- Jordan Peele is remaking Candyman. It's supposed to come out in September. I don't know, though, because of everything that's going on. Right. If that comes out, we should review it and maybe have Rich on because Rich and I go, we bump heads with horror movies, but it's a, it's a great debate. That Actually, would be a lot of fun. I did hear about that, and it sounds horrifying especially if it's jordan peele's because all his his movies are scary he is he knows how to get under your skin yes absolutely yeah i'm not gonna watch that you guys have fun (laughs) no you should you should absolutely watch it (laughs) in the dark alone yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right well thanks thank you guys so much for listening um if there's anything that you guys are watching that you think we should talk about let us know and maybe we will give it a review but until then keep on streaming we will see you next time Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. Let us know in the comments what you're watching and if we should give it a review. Until next time, keep streaming.